listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we're back to talk more Loki Season 2 on Disney+, Plus, Episode 4, called Heart of the TVA. Mm-hmm. And uh, we begin straight away with uh, picking up where we left off, Miss Minutes and Ravona Renslayer at the, uh, the, the, the temple, the building i forgot what they call it the thing at the end of time (laughs) in the in the void or whatever uh and miss minutes reveals that in the past renslayer commanded he who remains army Mm -hmm. not only that but she was the reason they won the multiversal war in the first place he proposed that renslayer lead the tva with him then had Miss Minutes erase the memories of Renslayer and all of the other TVA employees. As the temporal loom reaches its catastrophic failure, Loki and his allies attempt to use Victor Timely and OB's um, throughput multiplier to fix it. It is revealed that the source of OB's knowledge is Timely himself creating an ontological paradox, a bootstrap an, paradox. An, an actual actual Ouroboros. Yeah, an, an <laughs> yeah. actual Ouroboros. It's yeah. funny, it's been kind of just sitting there in our front of our face the whole time. Yes. Um, and that is not the end, I don't think, of the, uh, the bootstrap paradoxes we're going to be experiencing mm-hmm. before the end of the show. Renslayer and Miss Minutes attempt to take over the TVA, approaching the detained wolf docks and her loyalists for help, but only Brad Wolf agrees. Docks and her loyalists are instead uh, opt to not and are instead crushed to death by Miss Minutes, who put them in one of those little box thingies, and I can mm. only imagine what oh, that painful. looked like. Yeah. Uh, yes. Not good, I'm guessing. No. Um, Wolf ends up pruning uh, Hunter D90 and then kidnaps Timely uh, while staging a rescue. Sylvie and Loki encounter his time slipping past self, and Loki prunes his past self, something we sort mm-hmm. of saw a little bit of in the early episodes of this season, right. but we didn't know what happened to him, and now we know that it was present day Loki. He recognized Mm -hmm. what was happening and he was like, ah, I guess this is what happens here. Right. Um, OB deactivates Miss Minutes and the TVA's magic suppressing devices. This enables Sylvie to enchant Wolf, controlling him to prune Renslayer. 
Timely is then rescued and is able to restore access to the temporal loom, uh, and, but the loom's temporal radiation spaghettifies him before he can launch. Great way to describe <laughs> uh, That is the term even. I'll, well, I'll talk about it in a minute. Um, before he can even launch the Thoroughput Multiplier, the Temporal Loom explodes and the Blast Wave spreads towards Loki, Mobius, Sylvie, B-15, Casey, and OB in the TVA. Aurora, what did you think of episode four? Oh my god, I have so many questions. Yeah, this is a great episode, by the way. This was amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that I stayed there with my mouth open at, at, the, at the end for like five minutes. Yeah. And I was kind of waiting for uh, something after credits. Mm -hmm. And nothing happened. No. And I just stayed there just waiting. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, uh, they got to give us something. And they, did, yeah. they never did. And they were like, nope, just you wait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay, questions. Sure. Um, I feel like, and I don't know how you feel about this, but Renslayer mm. has been a critical character in this show. She has. And for her to go away that easily, mm -hmm. I don't buy it. Mm. No. I, well, she right? was she was pruned, and yes. as we know that, as we know, and it's been a minute since we've seen this, but from season one we know that when you get pruned, you go, you get sent to the void. Right. So that is probably where she is. Yes. How she gets back from there, I do not know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or if she even has anything to come back to, I don't know. Right. Um, now, I need, I need, I don't know if you have uh, an explanation for this. So that okay. scene where uh, present Loki see, sees past Loki and prunes right. him. Mm -hmm. When we saw that in ep past episodes, it was him time sleeping. Yes. But now we know that future Loki pruned him. Yes. So that means that people that get pruned are time sleeping? Mm, not necessarily. I think um, Loki's, we're not 100% sure why it even started happening. We just know that it started happening to Loki when Sylvie kicked him through the portal that she right. opened with He Who Remains Tempad. And that started making him time slip, but we don't really know why. It doesn't seem to happen to anybody else. It's only really right. happened to him. So maybe could it be because he's like a god? <laughs> it's possible or it could have just been I'm I'm not like, you know, they're not clear on it. So like everything I think of feels like such a mundane thing for a TV show. I'm like maybe because yeah. they were fighting like the tempad settings weren't correct or maybe maybe it was because it was he who remains tempad and like Maybe that had something to do with oh, it. Oh, maybe that. Yeah, that's true. But maybe it's kind of gone largely it. unexplained as to why he actually just started time slipping. Right. Um, so far, it's just been very convenient that it happened to him because it sort of made things clearer to Loki. So right. at this point, it's just been a very fortunate accident that happened to happen to him. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking about the... Uh, the ontological paradox with um, Obi's knowledge coming from uh, Timely, although Timely's knowledge came from Obi's manual. Obi, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. we got a bit of that here too with uh, 
present Loki knowing to prune past Loki, Mm -hmm. even though past Loki was time slipping, but future Loki wasn't time slipping because he pruned past his past self. But yeah, it hadn't some happened. Doctor Who shenanigans. Yeah, but it hadn't happened yet. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Yeah, I honestly, I, I watched his show this second season. I'm like, this is Doctor Who. Yeah. Well, uh, my big theory, which we'll get to in a little bit, is yet another Ouroboros, like another ontological paradox. Oh, so yeah, we'll get to be. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do we feel about the Renslayer reveal? It, I, to me, I mm. thought it was. Bigger than just telling her she had her memory wiped, but not as big as her being a Kang variant, which they did not confirm here. In fact, they, mm-hmm. in fact, uh, I mean, maybe she might still be, but um, for the time being, she's not. She's just Ravona Renslayer, but she did lead the army and they're mm-hmm. victorious because of her. And yes. she was she was set to rule alongside him, but of course he who remains doesn't like partners. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough to make her angry for sure, but and definitely better than just telling her that her memory was wiped. But I did like the idea of her being a Kang variant. I thought that was a little yeah. more exciting and yeah. it yeah. mirrored the Loki Sylvie dynamic better. But I don't know what did, what did you think yeah. about that reveal? I mean, I just have to say, I don't know if because I'm getting older, mm-hmm. but I was kind of annoyed that Miss Minutes shows this to her in a tiny version. I was like, why? Why? Yeah, you got to like That's sit down there to squint. See. Yeah. Let me put on my like, glasses. Is this me getting old? Yeah. <laughs> why would you make it so small? I need my so glasses small? to watch this. <laughs> Turn it up. I can't hear it. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I think it it, it, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's why I'm kind of like, you know, they have this, I think, pretty big reveal and this, um, uh, you know, they're kind of like insinuating this, right? But then we have her pruned later in the episode. And I was like, what? What? Mm-hmm. So so that's why I'm kind of like, I don't I don't buy it. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so. Well, let's before we talk about like the the big thing, big thing. Ravona's Ravona's plan backfired. It seems like ever since she showed up, all of her plans are just backfiring on her, uh, in kind of quick succession. Like yeah. she shows up. Uh, so, mm. I it, you, 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 before you have I, theory? <laughs> no, I don't actually. Okay. I'm I'm a little confused actually as to what purpose she's serving here because every time so at the beginning of the episode they do they do kind of another confirmation here that mm-hmm. Victor Timely was never going to be the leader of right. the TVA uh or be a replacement for he who remains something that when Miss Minutes is shutting down she wants to use her last words in yeah. reality to remind him of mm-hmm. but before uh, before Miss Minutes and, and Ravona head back to the TVA, they are talking to each other and they're like, maybe we never needed him in the first place. Right. And it kind of felt like the idea here was, in fact, confirming that they were just going to use him for their mm-hmm. own, you know, there's a power vacuum and they're going to use him. Like, we don't know why he who remains wanted Victor Timely to have this book, but he seems 
uh, like someone we can manipulate and we're going to use this to mm-hmm. our advantage, but maybe we don't need them at all. Well, uh, as it turns out, uh, they needed some kind of help because all of their plans just backfire. They go to the TVA and they're like, hey, docs, you and your soldiers, they're all captured in here like you know help us out like we can restore the tva to the thing you want it to be and they're like nah you can have x15 you can have brad (laughs) and you know i mean they do crush them gruesomely into like that cube and uh like we do get to see several characters reactions to it miss minutes by the way bloodthirsty loved it okay so here's i have a theory Mm -hmm. i feel like Miss Minutes is running the whole show mm-hmm. and she's actually using everybody, including Renslayer. I mean, I feel like that is probably close to accurate, although she is offline for now. She may come back at some Allegedly. point. Allegedly. <laughs> um, Allegedly. And by the way, I want to be Miss Minutes next Halloween because she's very creepy. <laughs> horrifying, yeah. I don't know how I don't know how well you can pull off ghost clock, but we'll see. Oh yeah, I don't uh, know. <laughs> it'll be something to aim for. Uh, but the, uh, you know, so like, okay, fine. That doesn't work. Now we're going to kidnap Victor timely and we're going to get him away from those people. And that falls apart. They shut down Mm -hmm. miss minutes. Uh, they, uh, the gods can use their powers in the TVA. They use it to control Brad who then wipes out Renslayer and it's just Brad left by himself. And mm-hmm. all of her plans just kind of go up in flames. So I don't a hundred percent know what her deal is. It feels like she's kind yeah. of here to be like, I, I want to be the one in power. And the, the, everyone is just like, nope, nope. real quick. <laughs> right. Just Lucy right. yanking the football away from Charlie Brown right. every time. Um, so there is, there is that aspect. Now, the, obviously the big thing in this episode was uh at the end which yes almost almost comical almost that was i've never i don't i'm trying to think if i've ever seen someone become spaghetti (laughs) yeah well i mean not in a time not in a show (laughs) but if you've watched uh dr strange in the multiverse of madness you saw wanda do it oh that's true mr fantastic that is Um, true she yes. did in fact spaghettify him. Yes. Uh so yes. the it was almost comical because they were like kind of really building him up to go do it. Mostly uh, like a lot of people were volunteering to go do it, but Timely's like I'm the one who knows the most about this machine or whatever. If something goes wrong, I can fix it, so I should be the one to do it. Uh but he's obviously like really scared and nervous to do it. And they're like you can do it. And then he mm-hmm. just as soon as he steps out there, it's just bleh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and by the way, for the record, in case people don't believe me, spaghettification is the actual, at least until they come up with a better term, scientific term that is used for this. It is used in astrophysics. It may have been coined by Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't remember. We need, uh, we need uh, some sort of uh, Cinema Geekly merch with <laughs> <laughs> this word on it. Yeah. <laughs> Just the definition spelled phonetically. Um, it is in astrophysics, spaghettification is the vertical stretching and horizontal compression of objects into long, thin shapes. 
That's amazing. Uh, in a very strong non-homogeneous gravitational field. So it is nice. basically what is theorized to happen to you if you were to fall into a black hole. It would Ooh. literally it would turn you into spaghetti, essentially. Mm. It would rip That's you. That's amazing to know. It would rip you apart. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be alive to experience it really, but um, that, that if you could watch it happen. I mean, I can throw my enemies into a black hole. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, uh, the theory, there's a yeah, lot of people. I, I want to hear the theories. There's a yes. lot of people theorizing about what is going to happen um, okay. when this wave well, before, hits them. Before you, before you talk about this, mm -hmm. do you think, because I was like, I, re, I, I went back after this spectification mm -hmm. <laughs> and i looked at because they like do a close-up on everybody in that room oh yeah and i was like i looked at it like three times i was like is anybody look guilty yeah because I, I i was like is, is anybody there like a traitor or like trying to mm -hmm. mess things up yeah and i couldn't see anything so i didn't know if you like had the same <laughs> Kind of like I was definitely studying faces, especially the yes. second time I watched it to sort of see yeah. whose reactions were right. what. Right. Um, out of everybody, B fifteen Hunter B fifteen looked terrified. Yes. Um, yeah. Loki almost had a calm mm -hmm. about it. Uh, so, um. I mean, he has seen worse. Like I'm wondering, yeah, true. I mean, I'm also wondering if through his various time slipping uh, exercises, because when we see him time slip, we don't always follow him. Mm -hmm. We see him slip away, and then we see him slip back. Right. But we don't know where he went and for how long. But we know that he has slipped into the future, like he's seen the oh, TVA so after. Like maybe he destroyed. saw this already. Yeah, like maybe he mm -hmm. already knows what happens. Or okay. he's has an idea of what's going to happen. Hard to mm -hmm. say. Um, but my... So I guess the big theory about what happens after the explosion... I have two theories. One about what happens after the explosion. But also a much bigger theory. Like as to okay. why any, of, any and all of this is happening. Uh, but I feel like since this is what exploded was the loom holding the timelines together. Mm -hmm. I feel like this shockwave is just a time, like time displacement wave. And when it hits people, it's going to send them into different timelines, possibly mm -hmm. the timelines that they originated from or sent them oh. back to where they were originally taken. Or so Mobius will be able to see that then. Yeah. Like Mobius may end up where he Whatever life he go. was living. Yeah. Yeah. So we could see that. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know what would happen to Loki. Presumably it would send Loki back to the first Avengers movie. But I, Listen, yeah. I've been waiting for this show to take Loki back to when Hulk like smashes him. Yeah. I've been waiting to see this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that will be great. <laughs> Absolutely terrible if that happens to him. I feel so bad now. But um, like maybe that or maybe, I don't know, maybe it causes him to start time slipping mm -hmm. again. I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the effects 
would be, and I don't know where this would leave Sylvie either. Yeah. yeah. Um, her timeline doesn't even exist anymore. So it was, it was pruned a long time ago. Um, so I don't know exactly where this would put everybody, but maybe they all become spaghetti too. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I, I feel like they're all going to be okay, but um, I don't, I don't a hundred percent know what it means for everything, but I do right. have a much larger overarching idea about what's happening and why. And it certainly makes sense with some of the movie news that I've been reading lately mm -hmm. and some of the rumors that I've been reading lately. And obviously rumors are just rumors, so you should just take them as such. But uh, with the things I've been reading, it really feels like season one and season two of this show are sort of the linchpins for everything that's going to these feel like the true setups for the Avengers movies that are going to happen in like 25 years, uh, mm -hmm. whenever the actor strike ends and uh, Marvel can get their stuff together. Uh, this does feel like what the setup is going to be for those things. So uh, I feel like the, the thing that makes the most sense is, uh, and especially it works with them talking about these bootstrap paradoxes happening so much, the Ouroboros thing. Mm -hmm. uh, they've mentioned it a lot of times throughout this show. So it makes perfect sense that the big overarching thing here is that is, that is what's happening. So he who remains plan was to give Victor timely this book. So Victor timely could become the Victor timely. He is, which would gain the attention of the TVA, which would take him to the TVA. So like the whole idea I think from the get-go is, I guess I should, let's, let's couch it in this. You, I know you've seen mm -hmm. like the Terminator movie, right? The first Terminator yes. movie. Mm -hmm. And one of the, that movie features a bootstrap paradox. Uh, a Terminator is sent mm -hmm. from a future war back in time to kill the mother of John Connor, because John mm -hmm. Connor is the leader of the resistance who is going to wipe out Skynet. And John spoilers Con for Terminator. Yeah, spoilers <laughs> for the 1980 something movie, The Terminator. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have prefaced it. There might be people out there who haven't seen there it. Might be. Um, and John Connor, of course, he's like, "Well, I can't let my mom be killed and me not be born, so I'm going to send my good friend Kyle Reese back in time too." Mm -hmm. But what Kyle Reese doesn't know, and what John Connor does know is that Kyle Reese is not being sent back in time just to protect his mother. John Connor also knows that Kyle Reese is in the act of protecting his mother is going to fall in love with her. They're going to sleep together. And Kyle Reese is going to be John Connor's father, father. which mm -hmm. is all sorts of mind bendy weirdness. Yep. How could this man who was born in the future be the father of this guy who was born you know, it's mm -hmm. it, it will give wobbly. you a headache. It will give you a headache. So, if you try to like understand it. So this is <laughs> so this is my this is my theory. He who remains knew he was going to be killed, and mm -hmm. part of his plan was to give this book, make sure that Victor Timely got this mm -hmm. book, that he would mm -hmm. be brought to the TVA at this time, that he would go out there and get spaghettified, and when he got spaghettified it would shoot the Victor timely DNA, whatever it spreads it into the multiverse. 
making all mm-hmm. of the Kangs, which creates the multiversal war, which he who remains then wins and then starts the TV. It's just like a loop. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. it's just a loop. Uh, um, and of course that makes perfect sense. Like you would think, oh, the multiversal war already happened and he already won it. Why would he need to set it in place? But like, that is what he needs to do. Like the multiversal war for him happened in the past, but we have to remember that the place that he was at was at in a place that existed outside of time. So for him, it was something that had already happened. But that well, multiverse... You know, he's just a, or he's just a narcissist and he just wants to win it again. I mean, possibly. <laughs> but, well, I mean, we also have the foreknowledge of knowing that there's a movie called The Avengers, The Kang Dynasty. Right. And right. The Avengers Secret Wars, which is all of it is multiversal mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. related stuff. So it's I think it's really easy to put these things together and yeah. conclude that... Uh, you know, for he who remains, this is something that had already happened. But for say characters like Sylvie or Loki or any Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. any of mm-hmm. these characters, this is a war that has not happened yet, but it is about to because everything we just saw in this episode set those things in motion, and we are going to see the culmination of that over those two Avengers movies. That I think that's going to be the multiversal war. And um, there's already been tons of talk about all of these things. Um, the TVA sounds like it is heavily involved uh, as a entity in like the Avengers movie. And uh, from what I'm hearing, it plays a really big role in the Deadpool movie. Like the TVA pulled Deadpool and like Hugh Jackman Wolverine to like put it like they pull them out of their timelines and then have they're going to have them go through timelines and recruit oh boy. people to for like an army. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, That's going to be great. I've already heard talks that like Hugh Jackman might be in the Avengers movie, like the other Spider-Men might be in those movies. Like we're going to be crossing all sorts of streams here, but, um, and that could all be fun. You know, there's talk about bringing back, characters who have died in the sacred timeline, like Tony Stark or uh, Natasha Romanoff and having variants of them either played by the same people or played by different people, but seeing those characters come back together. So this is all the mind bendy craziness. I feel, the... I feel bad for people that are like starting. Oh, this is a terrible now. Yeah. You can't jump. You, it would be so confusing. You can't. Right now. You won't understand anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like I feel like so the Marvels is coming up in a couple of weeks, yep. and I feel mm-hmm. like you'd probably be okay if you didn't watch WandaVision and Ms. Marvel. I feel like those movies will probably that movie will probably do a fine job of explaining who those people are, and I don't mm-hmm. think you need to have seen um, like WandaVision, although technically. Monica Rambeau is in the first Captain Marvel movie too, so she, but she yep. was a kid then. Um, that being said, I mean it, it will certainly help if you can watch the, oh, sh- the shows. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think it'll add something absolutely. Mm-hmm. But something like these Avengers movies or whatever, like when you start talking about multiversal wars and the Time Variance Authority and Kang and all these other things, you would be absolutely lost 
if you might be yes. lost still, even if you do watch the stuff yes. leading up to it, because as, I was lost at the beginning of this show. <laughs> well, I mean, I was too, <laughs> but it's becoming more clear to me. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I'm somebody steeped in time. Tra- I love and I'm fascinated by time travel stories. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've seen about as many kind of time travel stories as you can make. And they are still like brain hurdy to me. Like they, it's yeah. still really not easy to comprehend sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like that's what's happening here. And I feel like the end of the show. We got two episodes left. I feel like the end of the show is the kicking off point of the multiversal war, and we're mm-hmm. going to see its effects stretch through things that are coming up uh at least that's the feeling that i get but who knows we'll see uh it it could kind of go it could kind of go either way but i have a feeling that's what all of this has been about like the show wasn't about we need to fix the temporal loom everything was about um this was all he who remains plan to Mm -hmm. set off the chain of events that led to him taking power in the first place, if they don't happen, then he never does take power. So this is what needs to happen. And now I'm kind of wondering when she kills, he who remains, Sylvie kills him. And he says, I'll see you soon. Yep. 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 We were, we were thinking like, Oh, he's like, there's going to be other variants they're going to run into and stuff. No, but maybe he actually means him. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Yep. And, that's pretty great if it is yeah, true. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because he was my favorite variant. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, of the three that we've seen, he was easily my favorite. And Victor Timely has, I, I won't say I've, he's grown on me, but he's less annoying. Yeah. He's still weird, and I don't like the performance that much. He's a weird character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when he became really obsessed with a hot chocolate machine for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Like really fixated on that. Really fixated. Like you, dude, you're in a you're in a timeless future building with a a a, a literal timeline of of history and life outside of the window, and you're like, oh, a a hot chocolate machine. Let me see. The show has had so many like Easter eggs and things like hidden message, hidden messages. I was like, what is the significance? Right. I thought maybe there's something. (laughs) Right, but I guess there isn't. Maybe there isn't. Maybe Maybe there is. But I don't feel like there is. Uh, it would be kind of nice if it comes back somehow. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that survives, like the hot chocolate machine, is still there. It's like Un- pinkies. Unscathed. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hurt it. <laughs> Nothing can hurt hot chocolate. Um, any final thoughts on episode four? And what would you give it? This has been my favorite episode so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because not only, you know, amazing things happen, but also kind of like things are falling into place and I'm kind of like getting a better sense of the plot. Yeah. Um, so I I gave this a four. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I absolutely adored this episode mm-hmm. and had like, I. it's not like I haven't had fun this season, but this was the first time... I was kind of getting like that glued to the edge of my seat mm-hmm. kind of feel that I would get in the first season of the show. 
And I landed on a four and three quarters All for right. this episode. Way up I think there. It's, our, it's our highest scores so far. I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I am very excited to see what mm-hmm. happens next. There are only two episodes left, and uh, we, of course, are going to talk about them, but... We can't do that just yet because it's the end of the podcast. But while you wait, everybody, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com and uh, check out the archives of the show. And while you're hanging out there, why not? Uh, we have a couple of ways that you can help us out because this is a listener-supported podcast. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have the merch store, geeklymerch.com. Links for those are in the show notes for this episode. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can join us next time to hear us talk about season five of, or episode five of season two, (laughs) now I'm time slipping, of Loki (laughs) on Disney+. Plus.